This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. This is Teachers Talk Radio at The Bet Show. Hi everybody, welcome to part one of our special Bet Show podcast, supported by New Line Interactive, who are suppliers of the best in interactive digital technology to schools and classrooms, particularly uh, screens and touchscreen technology. Do check them out at New Line Interactive. The Bet Show, we have just returned. I've come back with a horrible cold, but uh, other than that, negative um it's been it was an inspiring three days um the first part of it really for us was to be able to come together as a teachers talk radio team uh i met people who i have worked with for probably a year maybe more and it was an opportunity for me to meet those people face to face which is often uh, very difficult to do uh, when everyone has teaching commitments and so on so that was fantastic uh, to be able to do um, it was great to talk to people about Teachers Talk Radio and for people to actually come up to us and say oh we've listened to TTR, we really like it um, we like what you're doing and for us to explain to them our approach, uh, particularly to people who hadn't heard of us so for me to be able to explain to someone who had no concept of what TTR was, um, how we are very teacher-centric, how we try and get teacher hosts and guests, how we try and stick to our mission statement, values, and so on. So that was really great. Um, and there was a lot of interest in TTR from a corporate sense as well, which was which was fantastic. Um, we really valued the partners that we work with, and I think that is that came through in the conversations we had not only with existing partners but also with um, potential partners as well so that was that was great and in terms of the bet show itself it was it was just a really nice buzz um people who haven't been there before it's a huge trade show probably the biggest trade show for education in europe um by the way listeners correct me if i'm wrong on that maybe there's another one out there but i'm pretty sure it's the biggest one um and there's a lot of noise in there a sort of rumble of activity the whole time um it's sort of buzzing around you you're knackered by the end of the day you, you know it's like if you can get through bet show without doing twenty thousand steps or whatever then you've done well um and i think that activity just inspires conversation it inspires energy um so that was that was great um and the bet show were the bet show themselves were great to work with in terms of we this, this is the first time we've exhibited at bet show in fact it's the first time we've well that's not true it's not the first time we've exhibited at a show that's that's not true but it's the first time we've exhibited at bet show it's the first time we've exhibited at a show of that size um so that was amazing and I think we're the first standalone audio product or podcast to exhibit a bet. So I think there's a 
huge amount of positives there and it was um for me personally tom here um for me personally it was nice to reflect on the journey from you know launch of teachers talk radio in february 2021 to you know exhibiting at the largest trade show in europe in january uh 2024 so less than three years an amazing sort of journey from from zero to that um point and of course that is a team effort you know i think the unique one of those unique things about teachers talk radio is a network you know we have more than 50 people involved in varying capacities um most of them as hosts but we also have contributors we have lots of people who sort of volunteer behind the scenes do this do that and of course the hosts who who do it because they love it and they enjoy it they love doing their live shows they love uh hearing their shows as podcasts they they like to get involved in that side of it and as a collective i think that's a a real strength that we have is bringing all these different voices together and um yeah 80 percent plus of them are currently working in schools as teachers which i think is um well it's testament to the hosts we have in terms of the work they put into ttr and how in how uh, committed they are as volunteers to what we're doing so that's that's really cool um and we're now starting to see the rewards of that in the the way ttr is being received at shows like this um so that's that's amazing um so yeah all in all really really enjoyable three days um one of the big highlights as well was working with new line interactive i don't know if you haven't heard of new line um they provide so they they provide digital screens it's not just as simple as that they provide a whole host of interactive technologies but a big part of what they offer is um digital screenage so and screens for teachers in classrooms so there were two elements to that one being able to play with these screens which was a lot of fun um and the second one being able to um sort of spend a bit of time on the new line stand talking to the guys who work for new line who are all like as a team there's about 10 of them on the stand and as a team it was just a great laugh the whole three days they just got you know got a really good sense of humor really good camaraderie um and it was really nice to spend a bit of time with the whole team because um you know various members of the ttr team spent a bit of time on the new line stand so that was that was absolutely great um for us as well from from the three days so anyway um part one of the podcast really exciting interview so we've got um uh, Dame Darcy Bustle first, who who was it was you know I was a bit starstruck to meet um, Dame Darcy Bustle. Funnily enough, I was in the National Portrait Gallery um, just yesterday, and her painting is in there—a <laughs> uh, massive painting of Dame Darcy Bustle. And I was like, oh, I interviewed Dame Darcy Bustle yesterday or whenever it was Wednesday. So that was a that was a really bizarre and surreal thing um but she she was really nice to interview really easy to interview and it was um it was just a nice conversation it was just really about her education and her experience of school so you can hear that in this part one of the podcast um you've also got lewis matheson uh and jen primrose kitten uh, who I spoke to about their YouTube channels. That is also in this part one of the podcast, and a ton of other stuff um, as well. Ross McGill, there's an interview with him, uh, and lots of other interviews uh, littered through the podcast. I will be checking back in again with you um, as we roll through part one. Um, but in the meantime, sit back and enjoy the people that we met and the conversations that we had. 
this is Teachers Talk Radio at The Bet Show. Hi Darcy, welcome. Hello Tom, um, nice you've to just, You've just done your talk at The Bat Show. Yes, um, What was it about? Give us a, a short synopsis. Of okay, that. a short synopsis is about the importance of being act- active and offsetting that against technology. Um, so I think the importance is we're, we're so good at getting the kids involved in technology and they're so savvy about that, but they're not so brilliant at moving anymore. The sedentary hours, yeah. the time spent on screens. So the importance of being active, and of course I have a small charity which we put into physical education in primary schools that is called Dance Fitness. It's called DD Mix for Schools, uh, Diverse Dance Mix. And that is a more inclusive, I suppose. It's there to support all sports and athletics to give kids more confidence in being active and enjoying it. And, And think of it not as a chore. I want them to have more enjoyable, positive, uh, feelings about being active, and that's something that they can stay with them for life. And then dance and music is kind of, kind of given, isn't it? It's such a brilliant way. But we want to break down those barriers, so it's a more common thing, and that it's not deleted, you know, from physical activity. Did you do your get everyone up and dance thing again, of like course, you did last year? Of course. Did so, they enjoy well, it? Yeah. If you're going to talk about movement, you've got to get them moving to understand it, and to also to actually feel all those positive. Um, there's the five key elements of well-being. And that's the thing about bonding. When you move together, you create that trust, you create that liking and that good behavior. But yeah. it creates a wonderful bonding between you and you start smiling together and breaks down all those barriers. Um, and I just wanted them to feel that because everybody's a bit cold and they've just arrived. And you can see everybody's like, oh, I don't know how to move my arms suddenly. And then suddenly they all relax. It breaks down all those yeah, inhibitions. No, it's brilliant. Yeah. So went to sort of talking wider in education for you. Yes. You know, what? When you were at school, let's go back to you at school just yeah. briefly. You know, which teachers inspired you to be what you are now? What did they do um, for you and, and, and with you that, that really gave you that platform to do what you're doing now? Um, well, it's really interesting. I went to a state school, and I, I, I presume a lot of people wouldn't think yes. that. Darcy Bustle would go to a No, I school. looked you up. I knew it <laughs> before you were. So arrived. I went to a state school, and I was very lucky. I was in a really out-of-the-box sort of state school. They were really trying things, new things, all the time. So we did a lot of drama. We did a lot. We did even meditation, which was amazing to relax us all and to kind of yeah. find our inner peace. As a, at a primary school, that's pretty yeah. unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, of course, a lot of movement. We had a lot of great clubs. You know, I was from a single parent um, until I was about seven, and so to have great clubs afterwards was so important for me to keep me busy and so that I was uh, not at home on my own. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. And so it was a brilliant school, Fox Primary. <laughs> I'll sell it. <laughs> and I was very lucky, so I learned many post-curriculum kind of activities. Yeah. You know, from table tennis. I was part of even the football team, well, the boys' football team, they allowed me to join in. (laughs) Um, And because I was very dyslexic, I found it very difficult in the classroom. Um, But they were on board trying to help me there as well to break down those. Well, that's amazing because if you think back then, it was probably less common that there was as much thing. They just thought I was a lazy kid, but I was really not a lazy kid because I couldn't sit still. I wanted to be part of everything. Yeah. Because the things I found really difficult, you run away from. That's a natural thing for any child. Yes. 
Um, and I was very lucky. My mum knew that I was quite hyper and that dancing yeah. was a perfect solution. Yeah. To, uh, you know, so is that when she of sort of taught you to dance classes? Yeah, and so now? from the age of five, I started dance classes. And of course, I was lucky because I did that every Saturday. Yeah. But um, as part of school, it wasn't part of physical education at all. Yeah. I mean, we did drama, so I did say that. Yeah. And that was a great way of expressing our individuality and, yeah. you know, role playing yeah. and things like that, really important. Um, but we know now that all of those things have been deleted. And dance is not even seen as an important part of physical education. No. And dance has so many things to give, especially when we're multicultured now in schools. To think of the diversity of kids from all these different countries, we want to celebrate that. And dance is the most easy and inclusive way to do that. Final question. Yes. Um, if you could say to schools to do less or more of something, what would it be in the less and more column? Less maths, <laughs> more dance. Yes, I said it. Less you know, maths, the wonderful maths. thing with technology is it's all there at our fingertips. What we yeah. don't have is proper movement and understanding to break up those long classroom hours. And yeah. just do a plug and play, a movement will get them focused and the attention back. That's so important that our bodies are moving. That's what keeps us healthy. Darcy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming over to Teachers Talk Thank Radio. You, really Tom. appreciate Thank it. You. And this is Teachers Talk Radio at the Bet Show. Yeah, we've got two amazing um, YouTubers here. Uh, we've got Jen Primrose Kitten. Hello. Hi. And we've got Lewis Matheson, physics Hello. guy. Hi there. Um, two amazing UK-based YouTubers for education. Um, guys, can you tell us a little bit, um, for anyone who doesn't know, what it takes to be a successful YouTuber? Uh, persistence. Uh, just consistently uploading stuff, high-quality stuff that people want to watch. And, uh, yeah, it's, I don't think there's anything particularly magic about what I do. I, I'm, I very much do what thousands of other teachers are doing every day every week around the country but I just managed to capture it on video and then I've just consistently put out videos over years and years and years and it's just built up cumulatively over there how do you one question I've always wondered is how many videos so do you how often do you produce a new video oh how long is a piece of string really I've got videos on that average are... no 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 not how long the video is how long you produce a new video I can produce videos every single day, but we've got a video that's 11 hours long. I can't put those out every single day. So that video will take me a month, so that might be like a, you know, one month, one video like that a month. And then shorter videos, 20 minute videos going out every single day. And how long does it, so do you ever get bored of producing that level of content? Do you ever think, it's great, I'm enjoying it, but I'm a bit bored? No, I never get bored because I'm learning every single day. There's always a new topic to make a video about that I have to go and research and write a script for. So every single day I'm learning and then I'm explaining it and I love it. And, and for me, I suppose, I love making videos and the more videos I've made, the bigger my list has got in terms of the videos I'd like to produce. Um, at the moment, I'm finding most of my time I've been spent writing books and I've got these uh, uh, workbooks for A-level students. I've been doing some uh, practice papers for GCSE and A-level and that takes lots of time but they're all supported by video content but what I really love doing is just being in front of the camera, uh, maybe doing some exam questions, talking about how to revise 
and I'd love to do that more often but at the moment I'm so busy doing other bits and pieces I'm, I've not even had enough time to make videos that I want to but yeah. Do you tend to get because YouTube's an interesting engine if you compare it to other social media sort of websites or whatever any, any other website like what sort of opportunities does you've got a lot of subscribers on YouTube so what opportunities does that give you in terms of the contact with those people do is it is the relationship with a YouTube subscriber different from a relationship with a LinkedIn connection or a Twitter follower or X follower or a whatever I think with YouTube you're kind of talking to the converted you're talking to the motivated audience who want to be there so the students who maybe don't engage with education it's difficult to engage them through the platform but that's something where it means the people who are engaged are, are really into it and they, they ask good questions, they'll watch the whole video and you can make over many, many videos, you build that kind of connection with them and because you're that teacher talking to them individually, you build it as, not the same as actually teaching face to face no. but the students start to make, um, I suppose, bonds with you as an educator. Yeah, you do get to know people on YouTube and it's a very different audience to LinkedIn or X. Um, because they are all students and yes. like people are referred to me as well, like their internet mum so I'm there going look guys it's going to be okay <laughs> we can do this I've got a plan I'm going to look after you everything's fine um, so you do have like a much more like social relationship with like people that are commenting on a regular basis yeah and do you ever get trolley stuff as in people slagging you off on the videos and stuff like that and how do you deal with that all the time but you just have to ignore them yeah. like I just keep reminding myself that they're generally teenagers you yeah. know, that empathy yeah. centres in their brain aren't developed until what, you're in your 20s and they're lashing out at somebody online that they think is anonymous and they don't realise it's an actual person reading the comments on the other side. So you just have to really try and see where they're coming from, see they're potentially they're coming from a place of anger, a place of stress and just not let it get to you. To us, I've not had too many bad comments. But you're more popular then, you know, it's okay, Lewis. I, I think it's, it's um, maybe the audience at A-level physics, it tends to be a bit more of a mature audience because that's where yes. most of my audience yeah. is. Um, but I would say that having a video out there, you put yourself out there, and if there's mistakes in it, people will notice. But they tend to be, you know, if they see a mistake in maybe what you've written down, it tends to be kind of quite constructive, as in, oh, you missed out a square term there. Yeah. And with videos, there are things you can maybe do to kind of yeah. like address some of these, these errors and you can you can respond to their comments so most of the time they are constructive which is which is great actually yeah your audience is much nicer than mine <laughs> right guys thank you ever so much for dropping in um and uh for yeah for the conversation i'm sure there's way more we could have said but you know time is limited so um enjoy the rest of your time okay. this is teachers talk radio at the bet show <laughs> um, Ross is here. Um, Ross, what are you up to here today? Uh, I am, I'm actually for the first time not speaking, which is actually a nice luxury. I'm actually here having fun, and I'm. That's not true because you weren't here last year. No, you that's true. It, no, so I didn't make it. Technically, last year. it's not the first year you're not speaking. So, COVID, yeah, that's true. Good point. Fair enough. About, about being specific, and I am touting my wares, ducking and diving, seeing who really has a radical technology solution for schools that's going to transform teacher workload. And I'm still searching. Sweet. Well, <laughs> I was going to ask you, what do you like and loathe about teacher conferences? Well, what I love about the, the networking aspect, making some friends, making connections, hearing similar stories to you so you know that you're not on your own. 
that's always a win. I guess there's never enough cake. <laughs> Toilets are always hard to find. And somewhere like Bet, it's so massive, it's exhausting. If you don't have a strategy, you can walk down one aisle and get distracted really easy and then forget what you're supposed to do. So there's a little plug for working memory there. Um, <laughs> however, just that, you know, your normal conferences, bottom line, teachers want to hear from teachers. So they probably don't want to hear from me because I'm not on the front face anymore. But I've got enough years in my belt to give people some wisdom. Um, and I think that's important. But um, yeah, there's always highs and lows. But Bet's a great, great event, which is why I love coming. Yes. Um, what would be your EdTech um, sort of prediction for 2024? Is there anything where you think by the end of 2024, this will be more prominent in schools than it already is? Or maybe something new? Well, I think the AI think? stuff. AI is obviously going to. But I don't think it's as revolutionary as we all think. But I've worked out a, a, a deep enough response to why I believe that. I'm still unpicking that one. Um, I yeah. think it's. Do you think it'll be like it could be one of those things? Well, I, I genuinely believe that what will happen is it's AI will AI will grow and develop really successfully. No, obviously everyone would say that, right? One thing I will say is I think people will look back at the early development and education phase and say and laugh at some of the things and yeah, ways. So that's in which the phase we're in it. now. I think people will look at it and go, "What? That was a new app. That was a new yeah. way of using it's, it." But now we're like. Hang on, it was it was just it's a very GPT. it's a very clever search engine that actually yeah. produces an answer well, it's more for than you. That, though, isn't it? it's more what, whether it's the right answer. Yeah. I mean, it's great for creating slides, tables. So that worked with things phenomenal. But I, 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 in terms of the content, that's where we are at risk. So that's the bit I'm a bit dubious about. But as you learn the specificity of how to use the tool better, you can improve the success rate. And I think that's something that we're all still learning. Um, what I'm a bit skeptical about is all the AI tools that are everywhere. You know, everyone's got a version of it, so you can be quite easily overwhelmed, just like you can in EdTech, for any any bit of software or hardware. Yeah. So my top tip is just to use something that you've always known, like use try their AI feature and see how you get on. You'll obviously have your school that buys into some things that you're told to use, but you'll also have your own teacher choice where you can plug a few things into your computer at home and. Uh, knock out a five-minute lesson plan in 30 seconds. <laughs> That's it. Um, I, I don't know if... Yeah, I mean, on that side of things, though, I guess, do you think that with growth of not just AI, like technology in general, like I was chatting to someone the other day, and to be fair, I mean, the school I currently teach in, um, I, I have to plan every lesson as if it is a new lesson. I, if someone handed me a... Because I teach in a special school, if someone handed me a scheme of work, it would be completely, well, not completely pointless, yeah, but it would be, I, I mean, it. having the plan there is great. But we have moved to a place whereby, um, even in the previous school I was teaching in a couple of years ago, where, and that was a normal standard all through mainstream, whereby, like, some people think maybe that PowerPoints are lesson plans and PowerPoints are teaching and, and chat GPT generated content is, is, it, if you know what I mean, like, well, I, is, is creative, suppose the point I'm making is, the, so when I started teaching, we had, you know, Paul Guinness, Teacher Toolkit, the book, and we had, you know, all these the, different books, it was the, really creative. They're all relevant resources. The challenge, I believe, that makes you a teacher or not, is if I turn all that tech off, can you still hold a classroom, engage for an hour with no fancy jazzy software? Now, of course, 
that's not realistic because the technology is all around us, but it's always a good thing to consider with plan B, that when things don't work, can you hook your kids in through a simple question or a simple image or a resource that's on your desk and bring the classroom to life. And great teachers with that deep subject knowledge can do that in the playground, they can do it on the tube, they can do it yeah. at a conference, they can yeah. do it in someone else's classroom, not yeah. necessarily though. And that's what real teaching is. <laughs> we, had a, we had a photograph just took there. A picture, um, so that's what real teaching is. All the resources, the giant PowerPoints, they're all there to facilitate. And I guess they reduce what you have to think about, but ask whether it's a scheme and a curriculum plan that you really know the in-depth ins and outs of what you're doing. Well, that's a different question, I suppose. And you can, I, I guess for teachers to try and work a bit smarter, it's great to get a template, but you'll always need to translate it. So that's a bit yeah. like chat GPT. If I chuck in a question to get an answer, I need to have that knowledge to know if it's the right answer or not. You still need it. So knowledge is king. This is Teachers Talk Radio at The Bet Show. And hello and welcome back on to the New Line stand at Bet Show. Um, we're having a great time here. We've been here this morning with, uh, with Mark, Gary and team at New Line Interactive. If you haven't checked out New Line and uh, you want to find out more about their screens, we'll post a picture in the description on this podcast so you can find out a bit more. Um, but essentially, if you're looking for the best value and the best delivery when it comes to screens in classrooms or school spaces, then definitely New Line Interactive is the place to be and the one to check out. What else have we been doing here? Well, so far, uh, we've interviewed Lewis Matheson and Jen Primrose Kitten, which was excellent. Um, Learned a lot from them um, just about uh, their YouTube channel, the growth in their YouTube channel, and what they've been doing with that. That was, that was great. We saw Dame Darcy Bussell, who visited the Teachers Talk radio stand, did a little interview with us there. Um, that will be available in this podcast, so you may have already listened to it by the time you hear me talking like this. Um, but yeah, so far, it's, it's been epic. Um, um, yeah, it's very busy here. You can hear the uh, the buzz in the background, um, and yeah, it's it's been really cool. I'll see if I can just um, catch one of the the new line uh, peeps to see if they want to uh, maybe take part in a little interview with us. Let's see if I can find one of the people. Um, this is Mark, who is the sales director for New Line. Let's see if I can catch up. Mark, are you having a good day so far? I am. Thank you very much. Been very good. Been very busy and um, Tom's brought me lots of customers today to talk to. So it's been very interesting, but he does call me Brian occasionally, which is a bit confusing, but I did call him Dave earlier on. Um, unfortunately, I did start calling Mark Brian for the first three hours of today. He only chose to correct me once I'd slipped into deep humiliation, um, which is very kind of him. Um, anyway, the New Line team here on stand, there's about 50,000 of them actually on the stand. Um, Mark is just one of them. Mark, tell us a bit about your role at New Line. I look after Europe and uh, I'm the sales director. I'm responsible for roughly 44 countries and we're here today promoting our new products, which is Lyra Pro and Alara Pro. Uh, they are now have EDLA, um, so that, that involves a little bit of work with Google. And please come here today to see us and we'll do some demonstrations for you and show you how they all work. I mean, of course, by the time you're listening to this, because this will be a podcast, um, so saying visit us, you could visit us, but this whole building will be empty and there'll be a few caretakers rolling around with dumpster trucks. Um, but certainly try, um, you know, the show will have ended. Um, um, what makes New Line Tech 
particularly the screens that you offer, superior to other screens? What would you say are your unique, you know, is there anything that you say, look, this is our, this is our thing? I think it's down to people. I think technology is there for everyone to enjoy and to use. But I think the thing that is the most important thing is we go out and we ask questions about our products to the teachers and to the IT managers. And we ask them, how do you want to use our product? And then we tell them how they can implement their daily work and their software into our screen. We won't tell them how great our screen is. We'll ask them how they want to use it and then we'll show them how they can interact with the pupils by training with our screen. Uh, we're back again. Gary, um, you've been demoing a lot of products. Um, do you enjoy demoing? I think um, showing, showing technology off and solving solutions for teachers is, is what, what gives me that little buzz for work. Um, if you manage to do that in a two minute demo on a stand, imagine what you could do in a school, in a classroom, in front of the children. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've just realised I should be speaking into this mic and then you speak into that one, which is very professional of me. Um, it's all part of the bants. Um, do you think that um, with regards to New Line, um, what's your favourite element of a New Line screen? What's the one where you're like, when you demo it, you're like, this is cool and I enjoy it? Um, it's, it's cool, but I also get my teacher head back on if it solves problems. So being able to broadcast from my screen out to any device and not having to ask what devices they are just immediately solves loads of the issues that teachers have within classrooms. So I can solve the special educational needs debate within the classroom of being able to get resources to students really, really simply because they will probably have a device or a teaching assistant with a device yes. with them. Yes. And so with broadcast, we can do that straight away. And then if you've then got teachers that want to be mobile around the classroom, they can broadcast from a mobile device straight to the screen and interact. So from wherever they are, straight to a new line screen, new line ecosystem solves it again for them. Love it, love it. Uh, well, listen, Gary, we'll catch up again. This is only day one. We've got, we've got so much more to come, and I'll be asking you some more questions about new line screens as we go through the show. Excellent. Cheers, mate. It's Cheers. good. This is Teachers Talk Radio at the Bet Show. Yeah, uh, obviously, I'm a bet here at the moment. My name is Brett, which is quite confusing because I'm hearing bet all the time, and I keep turning around, but it's not me. Uh, that people are calling. I'm very fortunate enough. Obviously, I've got the most beautiful accent in all of it, uh, coming all the way from Australia. So, uh, destroying my microphone. And destroying the mic at the same time. <laughs> I am, see, that's that's the uh, Greek half of the name. So, Brett Salakis is my name. Yeah. And I can't talk without moving my hands. And in a wired thing, that could get us in all sorts of uh, a bother here. But yeah, look, um, I am currently the uh, HP Hewlett Packard's education ambassador for Australia and New Zealand and I do a lot of work with the uh, Asia Pacific region um, but like founder of Ozied and a whole bunch of different things that uh, uh, which is which is actually how we uh, originally met uh, we were talking about how we did meet which was a platform uh, known as Twitter or the platform formerly formerly known as Twitter now known as X and uh, and I guess that's where we were and we did the gentle transition of uh, maybe a social media discussion about because there is, I, I, I think genuinely, a desire for 
real teachers, inverted commas, real teachers, to always want to teach, whether that's in their classroom or whether it's you're connecting with someone else, I want to share my knowledge. I yeah. want to share learning. For I sure. want to give. We, teachers by nature are people that want to give. They want to share. For they sure. want to help. Sure. Social media has been a platform. Dial, dial the clock back a few years. Twitter was massive in a, a idea sharing, a pedagogical showcase, a, sure. a networking for all of that sort of stuff. And we were just talking about the changes that's actually uh, happened in there. I'm going to say something controversial. Well, it's not really controversial. It's just my opinion. Is the changes that have happened on Twitter from a logistical sense, in terms of the product development, I don't think most of those changes have been negative necessarily. I think where people have perhaps left the platform or got annoyed with the platform is maybe the views of the current uh, sort of owner, maybe the... the, the conjecture on Twitter, maybe the lack of moderation on Twitter, maybe you know, those things have changed fundamentally, but actually from a product feature point of view, I don't really have much of an argument with many of the changes that have been made, and some of them I think like video streaming at HD and stuff like that, extended video streaming uh, some of the changes to try and remove bots although, I'll be honest, the changes to remove bots, I probably get more bots now than I did prior to the change, but I, I think that they're trying to at least make change to the product that are positive for users. So I don't have a problem with that side of it, but we were just talking about a lot of people. In fact, Alan Harrison's just been, and he said, Twitter's dead, it's dying. And me and me and Alan disagree on that. I don't think Twitter's necessarily dying. I just think it's in a state of like, it's like Han Solo in the frozen animation chamber waiting to come out. Frozen in carbonite. Frozen in carbonite, this is my point. And, I still think there's a desire for that type of platform. I don't think another platform can currently replicate. I know Threads is trying to replicate it, but Threads doesn't have the user base. And I, I don't, unless there's a dramatic change, I don't think Threads is going to have the user base that, that X has. So I think the hypocrisy of Threads, and there's the big movement of let's go to Threads because of X and some of Elon Musk's... Uh, concerns and some of the things that, that, that people have uh, jarred in, in reaction to some of that and a concern over well if I'm not going to be using X do I look at something like TikTok and then suddenly there's a question over uh, privacy or privacy as you'd say here and uh, data privacy data security uh, obviously Chinese company being able to farm a whole bunch of that stuff so there's concerns there so it says the on paper move to threads but then obviously Fred's being part of a company that's just about 20 meters away from here, which is uh, Meta. Meta. Um, but we know you don't have to look far back in Meta's history to go, well, they are not particularly the perfect example of using our data for good. Uh, you do not have to look uh, too far with uh, Cambridge Analytica. And, There's and been a lot that, of scandals. Yeah, all, all, all that sort of stuff. So, um, it, Threads is not the viable viable op option with it. Um, I was well, it saying, could be. Well, if, it, more, it could be. if more users went there, it would be. So my but decline, my, my decline in using Twitter and using X hasn't actually been from a uh, ideological uh, no, uh, standpoint. It's actually mainly been from a I don't feel the investment of time that I, I put into social media that I'm getting the, the the return that I used to get. So I've actually been spending a lot more time on on uh, LinkedIn. But I've been looking at, at TikTok and going, do I dive into TikTok? I actually made my first TikTok just yesterday. 
uh, uh, yeah, pop my TikTok cherry. But do you think, like, with TikTok, uh, funnily enough, I was talking to two YouTubers um, on Wednesday about this who were here, and there is a difference though in the content, isn't there? Because TikTok is short form content. You, yeah. You go on TikTok, you go like that, and you click like, and you move on. Yeah. You, you might not even like remember within an hour what you flicked through and liked, right? Now with LinkedIn, for example, that's very different. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, YouTube, so it's long form content, yeah. but you're probably going to watch the video for a little bit of time to yeah. actually understand what it's about once you clicked on it. So I think I'm not saying there isn't value in that. Of course, there's value in yeah. it, but it's a different form. Although it depends what you're trying to do. First, first tweets were 140 characters. Yeah. So it was short form yeah. text, short form video. It was, yeah, true. I mean, we can. Yeah. Th th there's probably a, a model that needs to um, be changing that. TikTok is not ideal. I think that's where the potential for X to have some sort of resurgence. TikTok haven't got it right. There's questions about, like you say, yeah. the, the, the short form video. Security. There's questions about the, the security and privacy. If X is able to find a viable, um, simple video sharing platform, I think then we see a return to X uh, that, that, that they've already got the user base. Yeah. It's just people starting to use their accounts again. Definitely. So. Brett, thank you so much for coming over. This was a very weird and random chat about the future of social media. We hope you enjoyed it, <laughs> but it was it was pretty good. Um, so, Brett, thanks very much. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. This is Teachers Talk Radio at the Bet Show. Uh, from Schooly. Um, Anton, tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing here in Schooly. Yeah, so basically I, I, I come from about 15 years of uh, experience in private education, um, primarily with international schools. And uh, we are building a, a MIS. Everyone knows what it is. There are so many players over there about it. But what we're trying to do differently is we're trying to build a platform where everything comes under one umbrella. And so tell, me, tell me everything. Give me every, a list of things. Everything. Admissions, assessments, attendance, uh, payments for, of fees, uh, calendar, uh, reports, uh, communication with parents, uh, timetabling, integration with Google Classroom. So um, whatever you can imagine, whatever you, a teacher uses uh, in a classroom, uh, we are trying to bring it under one umbrella within a single app, uh, so parent, oh, sorry, teacher doesn't need to go anywhere outside of our, of our platform. And uh, on top of that, it integrates seamlessly with the, with parent app, also our uh, development, and parents get instant updates about everything. So our focus is uh, bring everything under one umbrella, yeah. but get parents involved and informed um, about everything that's going on so with the kids. It's a complete package, really. Yes, for exactly. A school or a teacher, right? Yeah. Um, so, how, like, where is it? Where, where is Schooly originated from? Where, where is this? You know, take, tell, tell me a bit of history here. Um, people who haven't heard of you. Yeah, no, we're just launching. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, so, yeah. Yeah. So tell me. Uh, basically, uh, me and my partners, uh, yeah. we used to start up uh, schools uh, in different locations all yes. over the world. Yes. Um, uh, Malaysia, Philippines, uh, Australia, Spain, Uzbekistan, uh, Brazil, the US. Um, when you Thailand. say you started the schools, you founded the schools. Basically, yeah, we're founding schools, um, building the, all the buildings, yes. uh, refurbishment, uh, all the infrastructure, enroll students, 
Um, then wow. we started looking into uh, improving operations in the whole group. Yeah. And uh, we had the central management office where yeah. we were trying to figure out how we as a group yeah. run the schools uh, in cycles. And uh, get them to the correct numbers um, yeah, in terms yeah, of students yeah, yeah, and revenue. Yeah. And um, we, we we had a very um, techy team uh, yeah. that allowed us to play with different tools uh, oh, yeah. to figure out what works the best. Oh, yeah. um, at some point, we started developing something internally. Yeah. Um, then we also worked with a um, school companion, if you heard about them. No, no. Uh, WCBS right now, because they were, uh, they were acquired about yeah. five years ago. Okay. And um, out of all that experience and uh, all those er errors, yes, we came up with an idea. Okay, why don't we build it? uh the way it, sh it should work that's exactly what we did so three years down the line we now have a solution so is that from from the idea development phase and the actual so we talk in three years so you 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 had the idea three years ago yep you started developing it yep and then when did you actually launch the product uh we started adopting pilots uh two years ago okay. um with limited functionality yes. And yes. as they as we were getting feedback from them we were yeah. growing the functionality and uh, now we have uh, several schools uh, spain and brazil yes. primarily yes and uh we're here today and yesterday and the day before yeah. to actually tell everyone about us yes uh, so this so, is your this is like your first step into exactly into exploring yeah. and telling people yes. about the schooling yes what yes. it's going to do exactly. take over the world yes obviously <laughs> um so i mean what are your you know i mean um if uk schools for example or you know um yep. european schools want to give this a go is, is is there a way they could do that now it's literally go to our website schooly-up.com uh click a single button called demo school and that's it you can touch it you can play with it we've already test data in it uh so no, no need to subscribe or sign up, nothing. You can just it's, test it on the website. It's literally, if you want to try it out and see how it works, you just go on the website, click the button, and so it's on your screen. Fantastic. So you can play around. So, yeah. on, on top of that. As a teacher or as a school or as, a, as anybody? Anybody. Right. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. anybody. Yeah. And uh, the beauty of the system, we built it in a way of how McDonald's thought about food. Yeah. Uh, we want to deliver convenience yeah and even if you want to create a school and add your school to our system and start yeah. using it yeah it literally takes less than three minutes to set everything up with all the grades at um, all the uh, attendance codes all the um, assessments all the i don't know like even conduct types like uh when you d decide which um Conduct type to assign Got to you. a student. Got it's you. already there. Like all the classes are going to be there. We also developed a new tool that's new to the markets, uh, yeah. like a, your calendar planning. Yeah. As a head teacher or SLT team, you come in and what do you usually do? You put a spreadsheet, you print it out, PDF, and uh, spread Not around. And then when you find that the date was wrong, you have to do the other cycle again. What we did, we basically brought the process into the system, and now it's uh, like a screen where you can map out all your planning for the year, yeah. and it goes straight away to all the teachers, all the parents, 
and they have ever been up to date at any point of time. I really like talking to you. I can tell you're really passionate about it. I, I, so I spent three years like this building it. Yeah, uh, no, I can see that. Like, you're genuinely into it. You know, I'm not saying other people aren't, but you are into the product. So I think yes. that counts for a lot. Like, when you're Thank you. exploring a product to know the people behind it actually care about it and are really into yep. it. So I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot more checking out of it. I'm going to actually have a please, go in please, it. Please I don't. I can yeah. have a go for free. So I will, <laughs> I will have a go and see what I can do with schooling. I'm hungry for feedback. So please, uh, wh whatever will. feedback, even if, if anybody's, it, tell if me anyone's watching this now, get onto schooly dot. What was it? Schooly dash app dot com. Schooly dash app dot com. Go over there, get on there, and um, you can try it for free, and then let us know what you think. It's a wonderful uh, sort of event. Great atmosphere going on here. Really enjoying it. I've got Paul from Bloxy here, um, who's going to be talking to us a little bit. They're one of the exhibitors here at the Bat Show. And um, a fantastic group of people. I've asked Paul to come over just to tell us a little bit about what Bloxy do. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Appreciate the opportunity to, to speak to your audience. Um, Bloxy is a company that um, we're a content filtering company a classroom management uh, provider and student safety. And really our goal is to help students um, by empowering IT administrators to keep keep the bad of the internet out of the kids' hands yeah. while allowing the good in and, and really empowering teachers to personalize the learning experience for each student in their classroom. Let's focus a little bit about keeping the good in and keeping the bad out. What yeah. about content filtering? Because I know that's a key part of what Bloxy provides. Absolutely. And and what Bloxy does, we, we provide 86 different web filtering categories. So it allows the IT administrator to get very granular on their ability to set policies. Um, Tom, you may need a different set a level to I, keep I, the internet I need a personal <laughs> filter. <laughs> right. And so everyone's different. Everyone learns different. But at the end of the day, we, we want to make sure that if we're providing devices to these students, that we have some responsibility to maintain the, the safety to it. Spot on. And um, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because this is probably the most dangerous time, if you like, from an online perspective um, that we've ever had. Yes. And, and, and things are evolving all the time. How, how do you at Bloxy manage that evolution of threats, if you like? You know, how, how yeah. are you managing that? What do you do? So we have an AI, so we have an AI technology that's scanning, you know, think, think about every day, new websites come on board. That's what and, I was thinking. And so we, you know, as add to keep up, we have a, we have a website checker, but our AI scans and puts it in our different categories to determine is it a malicious or a phishing website that we want to keep out? And so we're constantly keeping up with it because the world keeps the world keeps spinning. <laughs> it's a challenge, isn't it? Very much so, a challenge. Um, so what you're at that show? Um, yeah. you, I mean, this is probably an obvious question, but you know, who are you meeting? What have you been doing here? Anything interesting? Any highlights? Yeah, I mean, we're we're a U.S.-based company, and so we're doing some expansion in in, in the EU so and the you, UK. Are you sort of are you newish into the UK EU market, or are you sort of just looking to to grow a little bit more? There? I mean, we're newish, but we're looking to grow. We yeah. you know, we do some we do some work around the globe, but the majority of our business in is US. in the US. So, if a British uh, a British or European school was watching this and they thought, you know what, we do want to think about this a little bit more, um, 
What's the best way for them to explore that? Obviously, you've got the website yep. for this. You know, what are the best avenues? I mean, they can they can go to blocksy.net, which will give them all the information. We we have a lot of different solutions. So we have our classroom management. Well, I was going to ask you about as that. Well, well yeah, yeah. And then we have our student safety. Well, well tell me a little bit about the classroom management. That's an area I'm yeah. interested in: behavior, classroom management. Yeah. What do you do on that? Yeah, absolutely. And so again, blocksy.net for your listeners out there. Um, we'll have different sections, but our classroom management allows uh, it, it, for it's designed really for one to one. But if okay. students have devices in the classroom, yeah, yeah. think about because you were a teacher, correct? I still am. You still are. So yeah. think about I'm your not, think, think <laughs> about your think about your class sitting in front of you. Yeah. Now they have technology devices. Yeah. We, we allow yeah. we allow you, the teacher, Tom, to look on your screen and see what those students are doing on their devices. Yeah. That's kind of the negative aspect. You know I mean? Like Monitoring. administrators don't want people, no. your teachers sit behind the desk. They want, you. you want you want to be teaching, you want to connect yeah, with but them. But it's a handy tool. And, and blocks, have, but, but Bloxy really gives the ability for a teacher like yourself to personalize the learning experience. So not only can you see what your students are doing, yeah. so Paul would be in the back of the classroom oh, yeah. cracking jokes. Yeah. And you would need to keep an eye on me, yeah. but on this, Bloxy allows you to share or enforce certain websites or LMS solu solutions or education applications specifically to me. So if, if you know, you know, I'm a troublemaker in the back of the class, Tom. You want to you want to maybe lock me into a more specific learning path because I need a little more attention. Yeah. Where the rest of the class. You can also push out content specific to their needs, or if you're giving a quiz, we have secure lockdown testing environments with, with Google Classroom, Canvas, and a number of different yeah. solutions that make it easy in one or two clicks for you to put your students and direct them into that personal journey in the classroom that they need, while also giving you confidence, you know they're not going off. Got you into the, the the world wide web of yeah. finding everything I've, I've never used software like that as a teacher in 15 it's years a, it's a, so it'd be really interesting so. it's a it's a wonderful thing yeah. it's very easy yeah i suppose you got I, I mean schools who have devices whether it be ipads or whatever this sounds like a really sort of great opportunity for them in, in, that, in that sense and how many how many schools use it in the us i mean how many so we have we have about 600 districts we serve over Loads. like Three million yeah. students. Yeah, mad. Yeah, and so we're again we're looking to expand, and we know there's yeah. some companies here. We've we've had a lot of great conversations at the conference. Yeah, because the reason I asked that is obviously you know uh, if a UK or European school was to use Bloxy, they know there's that you know it, it's been used in by like three million students. There's a level of safety and security in that for them. Absolutely, and we and and we we have clients are all across the the EU, but. Yeah. But, um, you know, mostly in the U.S. where we're looking to expand here. And we do. The technology is wonderful. One, really easy to set up, yeah. scalable. We're cloud-based. So, yeah. so from a filtering perspective, you don't need an on-site. No. You, don't, you don't need anything on-site. We're non-proxy-based, so the, it's full transparency to all the traffic to your network, while also giving your teachers that ability the to, to yeah. really personalize because... At the end of the day, we want to teach students and really en yeah. enable students to learn, and everyone learns in a different way. Paul, thanks so much. You can... So uh, Gary's here from New Line Interactive. 
Good morning, uh, everyone. So, Gary, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing at the Bat Show. Oh, well, I was going to say, what have this, you is, been doing? This, is, this is one of those awkward questions where you still have to go back and try and remember everything that's happened over the last yeah. few days. Um, but showcasing New Line Interactive, so audio-visual solutions for the front of the classroom, um, making sure everyone's got software, teachers, students, IT managers. And those conversations have been going on. You always wonder whether there's going to be a vet show where people stop coming or people stop going and seeing the new options that they've got. And actually, we've had strange and varied yeah. conversations. Yeah. And it's helped with the extra accreditations we've got this year. So yeah. I'm going to do a little plug, obviously. No, please That's do. Here. Um, is, uh, we've gone through the Google EDLA certification, which means full access into the Google platform and Google services, which has opened up yet more schools, and especially schools that are probably lacking in support in certain areas yeah. can suddenly mean that their screens are then more in their infrastructure at the front of the classroom, ready for teachers to use. So, I mean, obviously I've, you know, used new line screens before, they're really, really good, but, you know, um, the one that's like seven and a half grand, I, I'm obsessed with. So tell us a bit about that one. So we're, we're, talk, we're talking the... Uh, it's like the creme de la creme. We'll, we'll post a photo of it later. Yeah. But like, if you had it in your classroom, you'd be like, um, yeah, I'm like the Mark Zuckerberg of teaching. It's like unbelievable. You look at it, I mean, 98 inches at the, at the front of your classroom. I might struggle to have fitted it in the classrooms that I was in as well. And we've all been there in rooms where we think we just need something that little bit more. Yeah. But even in halls, we've, we've had a lot of... Um, we're, we're drawing a crowd in. We're drawing a crowd in. It's good. It's good. Um, but even with, um, with hall systems, moving away from traditional scenarios and putting in touchscreen technology again so that the teachers can be anywhere in the room and still having their content at the front working with those pupils that we all need to work with a little bit more. It's not just the ones that are always there at the front, hands up. With us, we can be broadcasting out to all of them, getting their content back to us at the screen, saving it, marking it as we go. Simple. I love it. And um, the thing is with New Line Technologies as well, it's not just the screens, is it? It's There's a lot more to it than that. I know you're the market leader in the United States for sort of digital screenage and that yeah. side of technology, but what is it? Like, why do customers, why are you a market leader? What is, because you, I heard your, your, one of your uh, sort of sales colleagues there yesterday saying that you know, a lot of the technology is interchangeable between screens. Yeah. But to be a market leader, even in one country, which you, you are in lots, yeah, yeah. you know, how does that happen? Because I'm guessing it's about the people behind the technology. Yeah, so it helps, obviously, um, we, we, are the, we are the factory that makes, makes screens. So with that partnership, we know we're always going to be at the forefront. Any new developments, I mean, we've, we've got guys from the factory over during the show, and they're telling us about what will be coming with, with the screens, which means then we can work closer with the customers, yeah. and then they can plan for the next bit of their curriculum, yeah. which, as we know, and we could, we could get onto teachers' workload and, and everything like that as well, but we've just got to try and make it a little bit easier. And I know it sounds corny, it sounds cheesy, and of course, I would try and tie that in because we, we're selling into education, but, it, but it's true. That's, we're trying to lower the number of clicks to get to resources to make it easier and more efficient for teachers. Yeah, because one of the questions, one of the common questions I've heard is some teachers have already got projectors yeah. and maybe whiteboards or an interactive whiteboard or a smart board yeah. or whatever. 
What's the advantage of turning over from that to like a new, a brand new New Line screen? Um, so I, th I think you're starting to future-proof yourself. That that phrase has been thrown around by edtech consultants for years, and I, I don't want to be quite negative in that sphere because there's, there's there's enough of that all over social media anyway. Um, but I would say that you've got to be looking at a screen isn't just something that you buy for today. You've got a plan for a refreshment program between five or seven years, whatever yeah. the warranty of that technology is. Yeah. Because things are going to change. Yeah. Would, would you have been looking at the touch screens we've got today five years ago? The answer is no. So you've got to plan ahead. The devices that we're going to be using are changing. Yeah. Um, that's probably the phone that we've got in our pockets is probably more powerful than the laptop we started teaching with. Um, so it's it's about planning. And if you're with the factory, if you're with the brand that is bringing these new products to market and the first Google EDLA screen that will hit the UK in our in our yeah. range, then you know you're in a good place. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we look at the software, as I mentioned, across managers, teachers, students. That's why we've developed that ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So you don't just go in and go, okay, well, I've, I've got a screen, but I add other stuff on it. Everything's available from New Line. Superb. And my final question is, if people want to find out more about New Line, either today, if you're out the back show, you come into the back show, or obviously after the back yeah. show, how do they do that? Um, so I would always just go to the website. The website is where, where all of our information will be, newline-interactive.com. And if you're on X or Twitter, as it was formerly known, you can follow them at New Line Europe, all one word. Give them a follow on there and see what they're doing today and actually in the future as well. And as I say, if your school or you are thinking of getting digital screening in your classroom, then I highly recommend checking these guys out because you will not find a better screen anywhere or a better set of people actually anywhere um, to work with. They're absolutely fantastic. Gary, we'll take that. enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. See you later Look on. After yourself. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.